Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joni. And this is the Grow Where You're At podcast. Where we discuss all things Appalachian and country. Now set yourself on down and learn a thing or two. And maybe laugh a time or two. Now let's hop to it. Good evening, how are you? I'm all right, I reckon. How are you? Well, fair to middling. Fair to middling. Now that I finally got this thing to connect. <laughs> yes, it loves to give us some uh, technical difficulties some days, don't it? Yes, yes it does. But do you want to start with your blooming minute? I will. I'll take a blooming minute and say that I've just been trying to survive the week. It's been busy and it hasn't gone exactly as planned, but I'm surviving. I had to, uh, as you know, I bought my bulk chicken order that I buy once or twice a year, so I had to deal with that. And so. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it through. <laughs> I understand that one. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a blooming minute, Miss Tony? I am just dealing with a grumpy puppy. Mm. He had to go to, he had to go to the vet and yesterday and get his shots, and they have made him very, very grumpy. I would have made him very, very grumpy. Yes, so he's been fitful sleeping and just grouchy and hard-headed to like normal, <laughs> but a little bit worse. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Ace would get the same way when he was little, and we would take him to get his shots. He would get a little grumpy, so. Yes, I hate that they make him feel so bad, but. I think, you know, in the long run, it's better, but still. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's my blooming minute, just trying to survive a grumpy puppy. I understand. Do a little, do a little <laughs> crafting and grumpy puppy. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, and so we're on to our... Appalachian word of the week, I believe. We are. And, sen and since you said it and I defined it last week, I'm going to say it and you get to define it. Okay. And this week's word is boomer. And a boomer is a red squirrel or a mountain squirrel. Or alternatively, the word boomer could be used to describe a thunderstorm. So instead of saying it's a thunderstorm, we're going to say it's a thunder boomer. Yes. I didn't even know it was called a red squirrel until I was in my 30s. I'm just going to say it. It's always been a mountain boomer. <laughs> right. Right. But that leads us into this week's topic, and I and I'm excited, and I know you are too, Miss Emily. I am. We we need to talk about plants. <laughs> yes. And so this is a kind of a part one introduction introduction to herbs to grow. Um, I think next week we're going to do some of like the herbs for herbal remedies and things like that, right? Yes, ma'am. So, on this episode, we're just going to talk about the basic herbs, and these are things that you can grow in containers if you have a small space, or you can grow them outside if your zone allows it. Most of these things we can grow in our regular growing season, um, and most of this I either plant in the garden or in my herb garden. Yes, and a lot of these are actually perennials, so they'll come back year after year. So, yes. 
and once you have it established, you're good to go. Yes. But I think um, we're going to start with one of the oddest ones in this batch of herbs is going to be garlic. And, you know, you can buy glo uh, cloved garlic at the store and let it sprout and then plant it in your garden or in a container in the fall. And then the next year it is ready to harvest and you can have fresh garlic cloves to use plus more to plant back. Yes, I did that last year, and I was more or less experimenting with garlic, and I didn't get it planted right, or my bed wasn't correct, but yes, I planted mine when it was cold, and I actually bought garlic cloves from the store and just let them sprout. Yes. Um, I mean, there are some cases where that's not recommended because they're not certified disease-free, but we on a budget around here, so we gonna do what we gotta do, so... Heck Let yeah. the store-bought garlic go to go to sprouting and then plant that stuff. And garlic goes in everything. If you're not adding garlic to 95% of your food, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Agreed. I may not add chopped garlic to everything I cook, but I'm going to have some form of garlic, whether it be fresh chopped garlic or whether it be garlic powder. I'm putting garlic in everything. Agreed. You you've got to have garlic, onion, and and salt, pepper, and just pretty much everything that you cook. Yes, I think the only thing I don't put garlic powder, onion powder, salt, and pepper in is my cookies, and I put salt in my cookies. So <laughs> that's the way to do it. Everything, yeah, everything but sweet food, and that takes salt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's see, what's next on the list, Miss Emily? We've got rosemary. And I do not have any rosemary planted here, but it's just because it's so hard for me to get it to grow. And it's just kind of hard to find a decent rosemary plant for me, or it has been for me. But I love rosemary. Yes, but you have an auntie that's got three started that have made it through its first year and should be back stronger than ever next year. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm excited. So if you just come out one day and your rosemary's gone, you know what happened. It wasn't the deer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is... Wait, wait. Gunner would give me away. He'd be like, Mom, Emily's yes. out there taking your rosemary again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he loves you. He loves when he gets to play with Miss Emily. That's for sure. It is. It is. But I have to. <clears throat> I restrain myself from getting in the floor with all dogs. But Gunner is my favorite one to get in the floor and play with. So. It's because you let him run wild all over you. <laughs> but I make him have manners. Oh, pooey. <laughs> <laughs> We don't bite hard, <laughs> but rosemary, I just, I had not had luck growing rosemary, so I just let it rest for the year, but auntie's got rosemary, so. So Emily has rosemary. Yes. And rosemary is, pairs very well with chicken dishes, just in case, you know, we're going to try to give you like some things that all these herbs and stuff uh, pair well with. Just so you know that, like, when you grow rosemary, you can use it in pretty much any dish with chicken just to help enhance the flavor of it. Yes, and a lot of times it doesn't, it's not extremely overwhelming either. Like, it complements it very well. Yes. I think the next thing that I have on my list would be thyme. And I yes. love thyme. Even yes. if I just go out there and pick it just to just to smell it. I love the smell of thyme. I agree with you. And I think I planted my thyme and I've got a container 
that is kind of like my herb garden. I don't have an in-ground herb garden, but the time that I planted, I think it's two years old, and it is just about to take over my container, which I'm totally fine with, but it's taken over my container, and it's just, it bloomed so pretty this year, but I think time, I could put time in everything. I feel like time goes really well in, like, pot roast and stuff like that. Yes, and this is a word for the wise. <laughs> if you do decide you want to plant it, you will end up having to either pull it up, cut it back, give it away, um, because time is a notorious spreader. Yes, it Well, is. at least some, some versions of time can be a notorious spreader. I've yet to find time that doesn't just go everywhere. <laughs> I'm really fighting the urge to make a pun right now. Well, I was going to say time is on your side, but yeah, I feel you. My, my, would you look at the time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gave in. Yes, your punnies. Yes, but I, th I think time is just, it's a beautiful flower. It's got these beautiful little delicate white flowers on them, and I think they're beautiful. But I also do like to add it to a lot of my dishes. Yes. And the next herb I have is basil. And I will tell you right now, I grow at least, at least three to four basil plants every year. And sometimes I do have to replant my basil, but I have seed. So I plant it in the garden with my... Um, uh, tomatoes and things like that it kind of helps with um, a natural pest deterrent but I also make homemade pasta sauce and I use a ton of basil when I do that and yes. whether it's dehydrated or fresh basil with any kind of tomato sauce or pasta dish you cannot go wrong plus if you want if you're a pesto fan, you'll know that's pure basil. Yes. And you can keep you can keep that growing. If it starts to bloom, you can pick those off and use those fresh. And the basil flavor is more intense in the bloom. It is. And I feel like it's almost like when you pick that fresh basil, I feel like it's got that sweet smell to it. Oh, yeah. I am guilty as charged of just going out there and sometimes and just picking basil just so I can smell it. Agreed. And you also have a variety of basil, lemon basil. It um, smells wonderful too. Yes, I love lemon basil. Just because it's got that fresh citrusy scent to it and it's got a wonderful flavor to it. It does. And it just smells, it's not quite lemon balmy or lemon grassy, but it's still just very, it's almost comforting. Yes. So in all of these herbs, by the way, there are different varieties. Some are more apt to grow in containers. Some are more, um, you know, suited for in-ground planting. When you get your seed or your plants, you're going to want to look for the variety that works best for you and your situation. Yes. I thought I should bring that up before we make it to deal. <laughs> or, or any kind of, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because if you don't deal with the deal, it will get out, of, get out of hand. Yes. If you plant a mammoth variety of deal, it's going to be about four foot tall and as big as a, probably like a... Borderline, it borderline sunflower size. Yeah. And if you get fern leaf deal, though, it stays a little bit more compact. So 
you know, if you're container gardening, you definitely want to go with a shorter, smaller version instead of mammoth. Agreed. But, but and deal is normally you can use it for dill pickles, uh, dilly beans, anything that you want to pickle. A little bit of dill goes a long way. But also, it is great to pair with any type of seafood. Yes, because it's got it gives that bright, vibrant feel to it. It it's almost like it, it's a cleanser. Yes, and it's not. I feel like it's not quite so heavy if you add a little bit of dill in there. Yes, my favorite dill recipe is a shrimp salad with dill in it. Oh my goodness. Mm. And dill pairs really well with, like, raw cucumbers in a salad or something like that. Like, dill is just universal. And a word to the wise, if you let it go to seed, you will have more dill seed than you know what to do with. Yes. What's next I, on our list? I have oregano down. And I love oregano. But Me it too. is kind of like thyme. And I have both my, I have all of my herbs in containers because them things be getting out of hand. But oregano, it, it almost kind of reminds me of like, it's, it's like a creeper vine. Like that stuff will take over everywhere. But it is so beautiful and it smells so good and it just, Oh, oregano goes in everything. Yes, it's it. I love putting oregano on like when we make homemade sub sandwiches and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I love yeah. oregano. It now if you have somebody who's kind of a, a kind of a picky eater or you have a sensitive palate, I would not suggest oregano first things first. Because it can get a little harsh. It is a little potent. It is a little harsh. But man is it good. And the amount of and depth of flavor that it adds to just dishes that you cook with. Yes. And as in all things, go easy on it to start with. And, you know, you can always add more. But there's a difference between using fresh herbs and dried herbs. So if you're used to putting... You know, like a teaspoon of a dried herb in, you might want to start with like one leaf of something. Uh, yes, absolutely. Because the amount of dried oregano I can go through versus the amount of fresh oregano I go through vary greatly. Yes. And I think that's on to cilantro. And if you are a fan of tacos hispanic cuisine you're gonna be like i love cilantro on my tacos but you can also let it go to seed and use the seed as coriander so coriander is an old-fashioned spice you know we don't see a lot of recipes containing coriander anymore but if you are into vintage cooking and vintage recipes and um making your own soup stocks and things like that you're going to need a little bit of coriander and cilantro is also very widely debated because some people taste it and they think it tastes like a stink bug. So, Or soap. And then there's me who I could just eat it straight out of the garden. Yes. But, but I, that is a... But I almost feel like the coriander is almost like a warming herb. Or a, yes. a warming spice. Like it's used in... Like, it adds a depth of warmth to something, if that makes any sense at all. It always makes me think of my grannies. Because, you know, that was a spice that they used a lot more often than is used now, if that makes any sense. It does. So, and also, if you let it get sunburnt, it is going to be very, 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 very out <laughs> so that is one of those that prefer indirect sunlight so if you are container planting or in-ground planting keep that in mind you do not want it to get a full day of sun 
No. And a word to the wise who live in climates kind of like ours. I love cilantro, but I have to grow it in the very cool seasons or grow it indoors. Because if not, if it even remotely pretends like it's going to get warm, cilantro is like, oh, time to bolt. Yes. And I think that should segue into the fact that cilantro has a lookalike. And if you have ever bought fresh herbs from the store, grown fresh herbs, or anything else, you will know that cilantro tends to resemble parsley. It really does. If you are new to growing herbs, you're going to be like, I do not know what is what. But you will eventually be able to tell a little bit of difference between, you know, um, leaf shapes and things. But unless you're breaking it and smelling it and you're just glancing at it, they look identical. They do, especially like the curly leaf parsley. Yes. But parsley is one of those things that goes kind of like everything else. It will go with anything. Whether it's a garnish on a dish or just add a little bit of a green flavor. It's a very mild uh, herb to use. It is. I feel like it doesn't maybe dry as well as some of the other herbs that we talked about and are going to talk about do. But sometimes it's just a comfort for me to just reach in there and sprinkle some parsley on something. Even if it is dried parsley, it just, it adds that, I don't know, it does something to it. But it goes in everything, right down to the ranch. Yes. I will, especially if I think that something's lacking a bit of color, I will sprinkle parsley on it just to give it a little color to it. Guilty as charged. Yes. Guilty as charged. Like, when I make sliders, I usually will sprinkle some parsley on the top of it. Does it add a whole lot of flavor? No. But does it make it look good? Absolutely. Yes. And presentation can do a lot for the taste buds, whether it clicks or not. But that that little bit of extra pretty. You eat with, <laughs> yes. You eat with your eyes first. So... Yes. Um, what have we got next? I think we're beginning to venture. Um, I think we need to cover chives before we venture into the more medicinal side of things. Okay. Um, and chives are like parsley, in my opinion. They go on everything. Yes. And it's one of those things that you can harvest it by just trimming the tops off with a good pair of the garden shears. And then let it grow back up for a little while. And then you can harvest some more. <laughs> I love the fact that they're so simple to grow for me, at least. Um, but those are something that's very easy to grow in a container. Um, they are delicious on a baked potato. Um, they do go pretty much with anything. I will agree with Miss Emily. But I think she just likes them because they have a little bit of an onion flavor to them. Yes, that's it. Because I love onion. <laughs> and if I don't want something that's extremely oniony, I'll use chives. But I love chives because they are very, they do taste like onion. But it's not an overpowering onion flavor. Like, it's not going to make your nose run. Yeah, it's just a little bit of that sweet, like, hmm. Oh, hey, hi, I'm here. I taste like a little yeah. bit like an onion. It's just kind of like a subtle taste. It's not that overpowering, pungent onion. And... Yes. I don't, and I wouldn't say that I necessarily grow chives, but I tend to forage for those, but I also know exactly what I'm doing when I forage for chives. 
So, I think that's probably an episode for further on down the road. But chives are easy as pie to grow. Yes. Now, when you segue off for two seconds, but when you forage for those, they are a little bit stouter than like a seed ball grown version. So, like, the version you grow is a little bit more mild versus what you forage for in the wild. Yes, and do not forage for anything. I will put this out there. Don't forage for anything unless you know exactly what you're doing and have at least three sources. And I know that's a whole other topic for a whole other week, but. Yeah, I think that's for, like, three weeks out, two weeks out. (laughs) Two or three weeks out, but I did want to put that little, little disclaimer verb in there. But chives are super super easy to grow, and a lot of these plants that we've talked about are very hydroponic friendly too. So sometimes if you've just got like a jar and some water, a lot of these plants will grow in just a jar and water too with the proper care. Yes, especially if you've got somebody who has started it for you, um, or if you start a seed in a certain way, you can just pop it in a container once it starts sprouting up good. And you'll have fresh herbs all year. There's one more herb that I wanted to cover before we get into the more um, different things. But marjoram, also known as savory, is also one of those spices that you can grow. It's one of the more old-fashioned spices, kind of like coriander. Marjoram is very good with uh, chicken and pork dishes. Um you will see that a lot in older, like I said, older recipes and things like that. If you have a family recipe, you know, that's, it calls for marjoram. Yes. If, nowadays, it's, it's called marjoram. It, it used to be savory. I do yes. not know when that, that changed, but somewhere along I, the way. Somewhere along the way, it changed. Like, savory always registered in my head, but like. I was in the store the other day, and they had some dried marjoram, and I was like, what is this? So, I had to do some homework on it. (laughs) But that leads us into our more, like, um, not necessarily culinary herbs. Yes. I think we have one, we have two more on here that could, that interchange a lot. Between being medicinal and being culinary herbs? Yes. And I think the one is mint. Yes, because you can you can eat mint and if you're a fan of like mint chocolate chip, you can use fresh mint in your sweets bacon. You can make mint chocolate chip cookies or homemade ice cream. Yes. This is another one of those, hey, do not plant this unless you want it to spread and you will never be able to kill it. (laughs) Exactly. Any kind of plant that I have that is in the mint family is either in a container or it has some kind of barrier around it because I don't want that stuff taking over everything. I planted spearmint 17, almost 18 years ago. And I still have spearmint growing to this day from that first original plant. And it has spread. And every year we have to battle it back because it's kind of like bamboo. It runs underground and then you'll just see one pop up. It is very pretty. It does flower a really pretty purple. It does have some health benefits to it, um, but it it spreads. And it will spread quick if it is not contained. Dare I say it spreads like wildfire? (laughs) Yeah. But next week we're going to be telling you like some of the herbal remedies and things that you know, a lot of these herbs can be used for, but I will go ahead and let you know that mint is a great um, thing to have on hand for upset stomach, 
whether it be peppermint or spearmint or any of that. Um, spearmint is good for um, women with PMS problems. Um, peppermint is great for indigestion and sour stomach. Yes. And then I think I, we have lavender on here, Miss Emily. Yes. And out of all of the herbs that we covered, I'm pretty sure lavender is probably my favorite. And it can be used in culinary ways. I have, I, I don't have the recipe anymore, but at one time I had a recipe for lavender chocolate chip cookies. And they were divine because they were just sweet enough with the chocolate chip cookies. And then you add that little bit of lavender in there and it just like, it almost like hangs at the back. It's not a very big forefront herb and like it's going to be very subtle. Yes, and it's also very, a very calming herb. So if you do use it for culinary uses, you know, I would suggest, you know, you could do it something for, you know, in the evening to help you relax, wind down. Yes. I wouldn't and eat it, lavender for breakfast. <laughs> no, you're not going to want to eat anything with lavender in it for breakfast because it is a calming herb. And it's one of those that I will... I have to monitor myself on how much that I pick on my lavender because if not, I would pick the whole plant and I would sniff the whole plant. But I limit myself because lavender is just, it's very earthy and it's very, it's sweet, but it's spicy and it's earthy and it just, It gives you all the correct chemical reactions in your brain that just make you just like breathe a little bit easier. So. Yes. But I think I think that covers most everything I have on my list for this week, Miss Emily. I think that covers just about everything I have on my list for this week. Um, and of course, we've got a few that we're going to really go over next week. Did you want to mention any of those? Um, rosemary, we'll be talking about a little bit more next week. Um, because um, rosemary is very good for rheumatism. It's also a good source. If you... Okay, um, if you're of the mindset, you can use rosemary for banishing negative intentions and negative energies. Um, we're going to talk about that next week, but we're going to also talk about catnip, which is a great um, tea for colic and dyspepsia, upset stomach. Miss Emily loves catnip any time of the year. <laughs> I do. I don't even have to have a stomach ache or anything like that. Sometimes I just drink catnip tea and I'm that weird person. So, but, um, you know, we're also going to talk about things like lemongrass and echinacea, chamomile, calendula, um, the list goes on and on. So make sure you join us next week for that one. Yes. And it, as always, if you have any questions about any of the things we talked about, um, please do not hesitate to leave us a message or shoot us a message on our Facebook page or any of that stuff. We will be more than glad to help you out. Yes, absolutely. Or if you're just not sure, you know, for what, what herbs to start out with, you just, you just guys just let us know. But yes. And if there's any, that you want to know more about or anything like that. You guys just let us know. But Joni, that actually leads me to want to ask you a question. Yes, ma'am. 
for very, very beginners. So, I mean, you know, we have a plethora of herbs, but we've been at this for a while. But for a very new grower of any kind of herbs, do you have any herbs that you would suggest for a very, very basic beginner? I would say parsley, maybe basil, and and the I will give you a reasoning for that. Parsley is pretty simple, especially if you, number one, you can buy seed, and it's very easy to get started most of the time, um, but also you can buy those plants already up from greenhouses and things like that, but parsley and basil Parsley, I will say because, number one, you're getting your feed in the water, so to say. You dip but in your not, in the water. Yes. And you're not having something that's going to be super strong or super, like, specific to a recipe. It's something that you can use on multiple dishes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it also stays pretty small if you've got, um, like, flat leaf parsley, I think, stays a little bit smaller than, like, the curly version. And it's something that you can grow in a container, um, you know, throw it in front of a window and let it just get a little bit of daylight every day. Keep it a little moist, and that thing will grow like a weed. <laughs> yes, it will. So, I would say if you're just wanting to try an herb out to see if you can grow something, <coughs> parsley. I agree. And I would also probably, just my personal preference, I would add cilantro onto there too. And the reason for that is just for the simple fact that cilantro is so easy to grow. Until it gets hot outside, that stuff will grow. Now, if I have to tell you something not to grow until you're, like, a little more experienced, I will tell you, like Emily said, rosemary is one of those things that is super, super stubborn to get started going. And lavender is super hard to get started growing. And I will, yes. I will be the first to admit, I have tried starting lavender from seeds so many times, and I just, for some reason, cannot get it to take. So, I buy lavender transplants if if I need to get more lavender for, you know, whatever the occasion may be that I feel the need that I need to plant even more lavender, I will buy transplants just because it is so hard and so stubborn and so finicky to just get to grow. Yes, and and that's the same way rosemary is, but once you get it started... You'll be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, for beginners, parsley and cilantro, maybe a basil plant. If you're not so far advanced that you know you can grow a few of those, do not try lavender, rosemary. And, and we're not telling you to grow all these, by the way. It's, you know, if you're going to use these then by all means, if you're experimenting in the kitchen, you want more flavors, you want more fresh herbs, you want more stuff in your home, then sure, plant as many or as little as you want. But if you're not going to eat it, that's the number one rule, is if you don't eat it, don't plant it. Exactly. I was You, you took the words right out of my mouth, because I was going to say, if, if you don't eat oregano on your food, then don't plant oregano. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's the know, same rule for the garden. <laughs> it is the same rule for the garden. Just grow what you're going to plant. Or plant what you're going to eat. My brain yes. short-circuited there for a second. But just grow what you eat and what your household eats. Don't just grow it because we said, hey, here's a good herb to grow. Make sure you're going to use it. Yes. Because there's nothing worse than, A, wasting your money to get the seeds or the starts and then the container and the dirt or whatever. And then your time to grow a plant just for the plant to die and go to waste. 
Exactly. And you're taking up valuable space that you could put something there that you actually do enjoy eating and that you are going to eat. And that's your, that brings you joy, whether it be in the kitchen or however, you know, if you don't like it, don't grow it. Yes. Grow you a flower. Do you have a good, good substitute flower that you would throw in there if you're not going to grow one of these herbs? Oh, goodness, girl. I'm thinking nasturtiums because they're edible, too. <laughs> <laughs> nasturtiums are edible. Uh, marigolds are edible. Um, <laughs> and they're super easy to grow. And they're very prolific. You can They self-seed. And so if anybody wants to just start out growing flowers... Now, that's a whole different episode, but marigolds, nasturtiums will spread like crazy, so be prepared. They will. But I think, you know, with, like most things, I, I just, I love my flowers. <laughs> I could go on about flowers for about an hour. Yes, I, I could agree. Yes, every time Miss Emily comes to visit in the summer, or I go visit her, we usually do a walkabout, and we either are looking at all the wild things growing in the yard, or all the flowers, and, ooh, this is edible, or that's edible, or this is edible. <laughs> or, what what can I use this for? Oh, look, there's this thing that I can use, and it's really good for A, B, C, D, and E, so... Yes, but we'll save the rest of that for next week because we we can really go in depth about these and I'm just going to say, Miss Emily, that might have to be a part, a two-part series. I was wondering if it wouldn't have to be a two-part series. Because, you know, as we've been talking, I've been making more notes and I have yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to. So, but you know, that's what we do. That's why we always tell you guys, hey, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or if there's something you guys want to know about, you guys tell us. Because most of the time while we're having our, either our pre-podcast chit-chats or we're having, while we're doing our podcast, we're scribbling down more ideas that we think of that, you know, topics that kind of need to be covered, so... Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, our main goal is to help somebody. And whether it's helping you get your toes in the water, as Miss Emily said, with herbs or gardening or just being more self-sufficient or whatever the need may be. And, you know, don't ask me about no rich people problems, but if you got something else going on in life, we, we will either know it or we will find out what is going on. <laughs> we will help. <laughs> exactly. And if, I, if, if somebody asks me a question and I don't have an answer for it, I'm going to go ask Auntie. And Auntie's got resources she can ask if she doesn't know the answer to it. And if Auntie doesn't know the answer for it, I have other resources I can ask. So, you know, it's not just coming off of all of our knowledge. It's also coming off of a multitude of people's knowledge we're just bringing it to you on this one platform yes we have tribes yes yes we do so you might just hear us rant once a week but you know in all honesty if we do not know it though we will find you an answer exactly. or try our darndest Exactly, and if we don't have an answer, I will be quick to tell you I don't have an answer, but I can try to find out. So, and and there is never a dumb question. The only dumb question in life is the one that is not asked. Exactly, and I have to agree with that a hundred and ten percent. Somebody famous said that. I don't remember who. I don't remember who it was either, but. I, it it always just kind of stuck. Yes. So, y'all ask your questions. Let us know what you what what you guys need next. So. Yes, but be sure to turn tune in next week. We're going to talk about herbal remedies, uh, and 
you know, th these are some things that are super simple and some that are, you know, unknown as a general rule of thumb, unless you're doing intense research, which, you know, Emily's been into herbal remedies for the last how many years? Um, I remember being like 10 years old trying to find like, what can I take instead of taking this medicine that my mom wants me to take? Like, I don't want to do that. I want to go eat something out of the yard <laughs> instead. So, you know, I mean, I've been interested in it, but very heavily interested in it in the past, I'd say five to 10 years, extremely heavily interested in it. Yes. And I think so between the two of us, that's, you know, about, 30 years of herbal remedies that we've got. <laughs> I was, I was going to cut you. I was going to cut us some slack and say 20 years, but I mean, combined experience altogether, I would agree that it has to be close to, you know, 30 years of just, there are times we walk through the yard and just pick up stuff and it's like, here, I need this. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's, Yeah. I'm really excited about next week's episode. Me too. And at this point, we just keep making notes, y'all. So I hope y'all enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope you guys can enjoy it and at least get something out of it. You know, even if it's just. Oh, hey. That's a fun fact. But I think that leads us to our growing minute for this week, Miss Emily. It does. It does. And I think for my growing minute this week is I'm just going to try to get through the rest of the week. I have um, a Christmas party for work coming up tomorrow. And I forgot to mention it earlier, but I'm trying to get adjusted to my new Ram. Um, Brownie, Brownie found, found a new home because he was getting a little too hard to handle around here. He was he has pending assault charges. So Yes, he, he was very abusive. So, I have a new ram. I traded Brownie for another ram. And Brownie went to a good home, you guys. Like, he's going to be kept and he's going to be treated fairly. Just not here. So, Poplar is Tulip's new friend. And he is quiet as a mouse. And he is not at all anything like Brownie. So, I'm just going to try to get... Go ahead. I was just, I was just going to inject that somebody might notice the name Tulip Poplar. <laughs> yes, yes, that was like a group decision, and when I say group, it was me and Auntie decided what to name that name <laughs> because I had suggested Poplar, and like Davy was kind of like, uh, I don't know that we want to name him Poplar, and then I told him last night. I said Auntie suggested Poplar too. So that's his name. <laughs> it's punny, and Emily loves puns, y'all. So it couldn't be anything else. <laughs> I was going to call him Ramses. Like, literally, yes, the right Pharaoh Ramses. But I like to play with the words. I don't play with my food. I play with my words. <laughs> and I'm just going to try to get through the week. Joni, what is your growing minute? I'm going to try to get more than a couple hours of sleep thanks to a grumpy puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you the best of luck with that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's actually, we, well, I say we, I watched. Uncle played with him a lot today trying to get him out of his, his funk. <laughs> um, he he has not slept good. He didn't sleep good last night, and I I do own that up to his vaccinations that he got yesterday and the vet, vet trip and you know all the stress that he was under just being away from home being as young as he is and yeah. um so you know he's gonna be a little grouchy and we have to give him a little leeway for that but he don't have to wake mama up every couple of hours because he thinks he's got a tinkle and then goes out there and dribbles and it's like okay it's time to play mama <laughs> understood understood but other than that, I'm just going to try to stay warm. It is cold. 
and I'm gonna say it, it's colder than a witch's titty and a brass bra's ear, but it is. I have nothing to I add think, to that. <laughs> I think today's wind chill was like twenty some degrees in the like warmest part of the day. <laughs> it was like wind chill is like twenty two, I think. I was like, yeah, I'm not going out there in this stuff. <laughs> today's with a wind chill and just all around in general today's weather was offensive i mean yes we had beautiful sunshine and i'm always thankful for that but the weather was offensive yes we've had some storm systems move through um some of us got some of the white stuff that shall not be named and it was just yucky this morning it was icy and frosty and a little bit of snow on the ground and i just named it and the wind's been up, and it's just been yucky it's outside, been December. y'all. It's been December. Yes, but we are sun lovers, and we do not like December. No. Every December, all I can think of is Ode to Merle Haggard, if I make it through December. <laughs> I just keep thinking I want to be a bear for, you know, two months and hibernate. Absolutely. I support that. I just want to hibernate December, January, maybe even February. <laughs> I, I support you. But I think that should be about all of my growing minute. And I think that leads us to our closing statement, which is. Always remember to grow where you're at. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. It's real and it's raw. Now go forth and be barefoot and feral. And most importantly, remember to grow where you're at. Bye.